I'm realizing now that I forgot everything in Cheryl's backstory. <laughs> I don't know a single thing. I wish I had been fast enough to screenshot that face. It was the visual representation of the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. <laughs> it was so beautiful. <laughs> Hey everybody, just taking a minute here to welcome you into another episode from Swiss Army Scorpion. We hope you're enjoying our new intro music. We know we are. I just wanted to take a minute here to remind everyone that we do have our art contest going on right now. The submissions are going to last until next Friday, that's May 1st, and uh, we will announce the winner on May 8th at the beginning of that episode. So stay tuned, You can uh, you can submit your entries either through our email, that's SwissArmyScorpion at gmail.com, or you can submit them through our Twitter feed. That is, uh, our handle is at SwissArmyScorp. Other than that, we have our Patreon still up and running. It's going very well. Uh, if you would like to donate to the show, we know these times are tough, but uh, anything that you might be willing to spare for us really helps us keep the show going and keep producing this excellent content and Andrew making his excellent music. So yeah, with that out of the way, I would like to welcome everyone into episode 99, Ghost Whip the Gullet. Tummy Ropes! Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody doing this week? Uh, okay. Uh, feeling kind of lonely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a me stomach too. bug since Wednesday night. Oh, stay away from me with that stomach bug. So, uh, you guys just had yourselves your first uh, Pirate Council meeting, and I'd say it was pretty successful. I mean, there's now going to be a huge recession with all the gold going into giant statues of Kurdak Bonefist, oh, yeah. and uh, it's going to you know make it harder for you guys to sell plunder, but you know, you, you guys got a nice little 12,000 gold uh, paycheck, and uh, you know, Tessa Farrowin got her got her funding for the, the Chelish spy ring investigations, and... How many castings of yeah, it's all good. would it take to get those statues done fast? Well, it would be fabricate <laughs> more than make whole. Yes, Graham could be on it. Oh, who knows? I don't know, but <laughs> in the meantime... <laughs> it's very important for our players. How do you avoid that conversation? It seems like something Graham could get done well, with uh, relatively quick. We'll, we'll worry about that later, because right now, uh, Devoth <laughs> is... Uh, unrolling a scroll of parchment that he received from a silver raven as you guys were What's walking up, up the raven? game plank. Is it magical? I detect magic. Uh, it detects as magic. Make a spellcraft check. 34. You know that this is a figurine of wondrous power. And uh, there are several different classes of figurines of wondrous power. They're all like an animal of some sort. And they all start as like a little statue. And you can activate them, and they turn into the animal that they depict, and they have a little like, special power that they do. This is, unsurprisingly, a silver raven. It turns into a raven on command, but it retains its metallic consistency, which gives it hardness 10. Another command sends it off into the air, bearing a message just like a creature affected by an animal messenger spell. If not commanded to carry a message, the raven obeys the commands of its owner, although it has no special powers or telepathic abilities. It can maintain its non-figurine status for only 24 hours per week, but the duration need not be continuous. But I imagine that's still in like one hour increments. Nice. So that's 
That's what that is. So, Devoth, what are you doing? I'm opening up that letter and reading it. All right. Why don't you uh, Why don't you read it aloud for the class? Oh, very well. <clears throat> My dear friend Devoth. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well done on your promotion to Pirate Lord. I dare say you've earned it. Damn right I did. I heard it was quite the spectacle at that party of yours. And yet, it's my responsibility to remind you at this time of frivolity that Barnabas Harrigan is still at large, and his spate of success in raiding the Cherish shipping lanes has rewarded him with a fleet already of commendable size, which continues to grow. <sighs> Say what you will about your former captain, but the man is certainly no slouch when it comes to piracy. At this rate, you're faced with the task of meeting his might with a fleet of your own, if we're to stand a chance against him. I trust you're better at making friends than what you've shown me personally. Hire mercenaries if you must, but allies make better, well, allies, be them free captains or pirate lords. I fear this one simple goal is quickly turning into the makings of a civil war just to bring down one man. However charismatic you no doubt are, boosting your reputation is never not worth your time, even for a lord. By my reckoning, you should be in good shape if you can get your infamy score to around 40. <laughs> the hell is an infamy <laughs> score? <laughs> Additionally, any information you can dig up about Harrigan can only serve to help us. That Skaggs Rothgram fellow, I find it quite suspicious that Harrigan would take the time to formally request his former first mate be labeled a traitor. I think he could have another motive for wanting Skaggs dead. At any rate, no matter how well armed we are, we need to find out where he is. I've done some digging of my own, but so far I've come up frustratingly short with any information in that regard. We, of course, always have the possibility of bumping into him randomly, but doing that will just as easily give him the opportunity to attack on his own terms, which will be foolhardy, even for you. <laughs> always underestimating me. <laughs> the Brotherhood has resources of its own, which we may marry into yours when the time is right. I kind of glance at Leon. Until then, I must keep our involvement in all of this unknown. Thanks again for being such a good sport about it. As a token of my appreciation, feel free to keep the Silver Raven. Sell oh. it if you must. No doubt you're strapped for cash after that raucous riot of a revelry you threw at your forts. And yeah, but we sold signed. all the presents. And it's just signed with the letter P. And, uh, Leon, you would know from your uh, magical appraisal that the Silver Raven is worth 3,800 oh, gold. Well, it is, it is worth about 3,800 gold. Well, it is a pretty penny. Sorry, pretty pretty yeah, copper. Yeah, we'll see. Keep it in universe. <laughs> uh, so you guys continue going up the gangplank, and there's somebody up there waiting for you. Some raw All ass right. fish. <laughs> uh, well, it's not fish, but you see one of your own crew members bringing him a tankard of ale. It's Sadak Goldtooth, and he's leaning against the uh, starboard yeah. railing. He's the Love first the mate of yeah. Kurdak Bonefist. Yeah, he's the guy, guy who like gave you those tests. Oh, he's the one yeah. that made us play cards uh, when you dice. first showed up to he Port Peril. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't going to give me my winnings. He uh, he takes a sip of the of the ale, and he uh, makes a show of like kind of grimacing and spitting it out overboard. And then he leaves the tankard on the railing, and then he looks over at you all, and he and he grins widely and uh, starts walking towards you now. Most of you would probably remember seeing him at the council meeting, yeah. Uh, which would probably strike you as strange because strange. 
Like, he's already waiting for you on the ship, so either he can be in two places at once, or he got here very quickly. So he starts walking over to you. He says, Captain Devoth, so nice to see you in person. I cross my arms, like, Goldtooth? Just wanted to make sure that uh, you had everything you needed now that you're a pirate lord. I'm fairly certain I do. Is there something that you needed? Well, I have everything I need. But, and he's, like, still walking up to you, and uh, he he gets, like, right in front of Devoth, and he says, mostly I wanted to just give you a message. You may have won our little scholarship, but if you think being a pirate lord in name puts you on the same level as the rest of us, well, it may just be the last mistake you make. <laughs> Does he say that? He's, like, looking you right in the... He's looking you right in the Scram kind of, like, is just, like, Oh, am I about to see it? Like, is is he about to toss somebody overboard? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that, like, out in the open in front of the crew? Yeah. Like, well, we all heard that? I think you guys are probably close enough to have heard him, but he's he's speaking, like, he's speaking more quietly, like, like more, like, menacingly. Right. That guy's such a dick. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just gonna, like, kind of chuckle at him. You should just point out the fact that he's not even a free captain. Well, I mean, he's a first well, mate. as, a, he's as the first mate, I think he's, he's on the pirate council. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. He shouldn't be on the pirate. Yeah. Council. What am I on the pirate council now? <laughs> are you? Yeah, are you, you saying Ivan's the on the pirate council then? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys were there, and you were allowed to speak up and like share your opinions. You didn't but, have but if I, an actual voice as, as the like boss first mate. If I went up to another pirate lord or captain and was mouthy to him, I wouldn't be looked at as their equal, right? Probably not, but this is the first mate of the Hurricane King, right. so maybe he's got some more liberties. Maybe. Either way, doing it on his own, on the deck of Devoth's own ship, it's definitely a a a bold sta- a, a bold uh, move to make. Dang. You would probably all be justified in acting pretty like stunned about what he just said, considering the context. Yeah, so Devoth's just kind of kind of like. Just like chuckling at him, like you can go ahead and threaten me all you want, but uh, you people have been underestimating us at every turn, and we have done nothing but throw it back in your face. So do what you will, Goldtooth. But right now, get off my ship. Oh, nice. He uh he shrugs and he says, "Beginner's luck, I guess." But um he looks around. I don't see your lucky Tengu anywhere. I heard his luck ran out on that island. And then he walks past you. And over his shoulder, he says, maybe take a page out of his book and stay there. <laughs> and he's like walking. He's walking towards the gangplank. Swing him. This Swing on him. Swing on him. <laughs> You're a pirate lord. It's justified. You think Bonefist is going to do anything? He doesn't do shit anymore. I take out my book and my Sharpie, and I, I write this guy's name in there. He's on my list. <laughs> Innocent yeah. Sharpie. I'm starting a list. I think you should you should challenge him to a public display of old-fashioned fisticuffs. In the town square, he's insulted your honor. No axes, no weapons, no magic. Fist to fist. He's not worth my time. He's, he's only a first mate. Talk about getting your infamy up. He's only a first mate. Did you see Devoth? He knocked the teeth out of Bonefist yeah, first mate. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Nick might have a point there. That would definitely raise up our infamy. Well, I, don't, I don't know that 
to be tr- actually true. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> logically, but mechanically, that might not be the case at all. Axel could just be sitting there like, yeah, go ahead. He's a brawler class, so why don't, why don't you do this? So if nobody stops him, he uh, he walks right down the gangplank. Yeah, let, let him go. Just want to get rid of him at this point. Yeah, and I, I've logged this uh, right. this offense in my notebook, so I think we're I think we're all set. Okay, what do you guys do? You don't really have anything pressing. You've got like a few like high priority items, but you don't really have any immediate uh, path to to them. But you do have like a kind of a smattering of of other things to start working on. Well, my first thought is uh I think we should probably start looking for this uh was it Skaggs rot something? Skaggs rock yeah. rim. Well, um, didn't we actually want to uh get Sendera to be uh a free captain? Mm-hmm. Yes. You did say that. I think you said like as soon as we got here like you wanted to bring that up as a thing. Right. Well, I probably should have asked this last week, but is that something that should be brought up at like a parent council meeting, or is that just something we can just kind of bring up any time and do? It's definitely beneath the like the priority level of items brought up at a council meeting. You could uh, all that you really need to do. It's the same general thing that you did uh, initially. You need to Sandera needs to show up, and you need to send uh, Kurdak Bonefist a bribe of I think it was five plunder, then like. Either he or Goldtooth would come and you would say, as a pirate lord, I'm sponsoring Tessa to be her own free captain. And the only reason that Goldtooth like gave you guys that whole like jumping through hoops thing with like the poker and we didn't uh, have a sponsor. You didn't have a sponsor, yeah. Like you you literally were doing it on just your own infamy alone, which is very unusual. It would basically at this point just cost who like it would, it would cost you guys a collective five points of plunder. Oh, we got to gotta spend uh, the plunder? To do that. Wait, no. Sandera been doing That's why nothing? I said collectively. That's why I said collectively. Yeah, like 100% Sandera Whether... spends her five points of plunder. <laughs> yeah, well, she probably yeah. will. All I'm saying is the, the plunder's got to come from somewhere. I'm just the GM. We're sitting on eight points of plunder right now. Actually, I got to mark off one of that to pay the crew now that we're back in town. So that gives us some time we can... Figure we could spend maybe like five days in town. We'll sell off some plunder and uh, we can get Sandera promoted and ask around about Skaggs yeah, Rockham. That guy. And, and do infamy. Build our infamy. Yes, that too. <laughs> what is our current infamy at? Uh, we're sitting at 29 right now. And I believe the max is the average party level times four. Right, so we can get it up to 44. Mm-hmm. You guys have been slacking. Big time. I would also like to add that I wish to uh, put a permanency onto uh, Arcane Sight. On yourself? Okay. Do you have the ability to cast Arcane Uh, Sight? I do not, but I assume that since I am in a town that has scrolls. Yeah, so you can either buy a scroll of Arcane Sight or you can find a spellcaster and pay the spellcaster to cast it on you. Uh, Actually, I think it's personal. It's like a personal cast. So I think you need the scroll. Scram, if you want to buy a scroll of Arcane Sight, it's a third level scroll, so it'll cost you three seventy five. And then for permanency. It's seventy five hundred. There you go. So it'll be seventy eight fifty. Or th- seventy eight seventy five, I think. Total. 
Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I should just copy this down in my spell book, but then, like, what's the point? <laughs> I have it permanently. That's true. Although, as a permanent spell, it can be dispelled, and once dispelled, it's gone. You would, And you would need to re-permanency it again, which would cost you another 7500 There's worse things in our group to probably deal with before dispelling my thing. Probably. Like, yeah, it's not likely to come up very often, if ever. Like, I've never... I don't think I've ever had a an enemy try to dispel somebody, uh, like a PC's spell or anything like that. But I'm not saying it'll never happen, because who knows? All right, so yeah, you can you can do that in, like, a couple hours if you want. Yeah, uh, if we have nothing pressing. Yeah, well, like I said, I figure we should probably spend maybe, like, five days in Port Peril... We can sell off some plunder. We can uh, do some some digging into the whereabouts of, of Skaggs and uh, maybe work on some infamy a little bit. Why don't you guys give me the plunder checks first? And I'm just trying to remember who's got the best single thing there. I got 23 for my diplomacy. Yeah, my highest about is you, a Leon? 20 got any? for uh, diplomacy. Yeah, I got a 21 intimidate. Well, now my next question, do we want to have Scram be the main person for this, or is he going to be busy doing other things and not really be able to sell plunder? I don't have a um a queue right now, so... Actually, you say that, <laughs> but... Um... <laughs> let me stop you right there. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the Feeksville thing going. Actually. Um... Actually. <laughs> yeah, you do it way better. Assuming these are from a legal source, there's something called an animal mask. So they're super cheap, too. They're only 2700 So I think that would cost you a day and a half to make it. So actually, it would cost me one day. Animal mask is not from a legal source. Ah, oh, goddammit. Would you allow it anyways? All it does is allow me for five minutes per day uh, to speak when I'm in that animal form. It would let you cast spells, but I don't have spells, and I don't use spell items, so I wouldn't gain any advantage from that. You gain low light vision, but I already have that. I have dark vision as a dwarf, and either a bite or a gore attack, but I already have a bite attack. So basically, I would just be looking for the ability for five minutes a day to communicate in the form, and then you would get... Uh, so like if I, I'd have to have a mask of the mouse to talk as a mouse, and I'd need a second mask, a mask as the owl, to talk as the owl. And then that would also be my crew mask. It is from a book that I'm familiar with, The Villain Codex. So I just I'm, think it'd be really cool if I had two different masks, and I was constantly just kind of like switching them around and always <laughs> having them on my head at the same time. Yeah, so I am going to allow this just because it's a mask, and that's your specialty. As a group. Ah, okay. And it's not necessarily nice. like a big mechanical bonus or anything like that. Yeah. Although it will be a move action to switch masks. Okay. So, Tom, if you could make me a mask... If you, if you could make me a mask of a uh, mouse and a mask of the owl. It'll take you two days each. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that in. Uh, I'll do that then. All right. I just subtracted the money then. Okay, so is Scram going to be working on that, or is that going to be for like after we leave port? 
I'm fine either way. I'm just it asking. Doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't so need then, to be so a rush on it. Case, I'll, I'll I'll work on um, the mask. You sure? Because it doesn't need to be done now. Like that's easily something that could be taken care of when we sail to uh, wherever to, uh, after uh, the guy. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Um, Why don't you guys give me some infamy rolls and bear in mind the DC is now five higher for each threshold of how much wait, you make. Who's rolling? Uh, we'll use Scram's Diplomacy. Get him, boy. Ooh, I didn't assist. 26. I can't fail the assist roll, so I assist. 17. 32. Uh, it's actually 34, because you, you did get an assist from me. I'm just not bothering to roll it. Cause no, I that it. includes yours. Also, yeah, oh, so, uh, wow. Uh, so, Leon and Cheryl, I don't think either of you can fail a DC 10. Oh, yeah, I can't, because I got 13. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Neither of you can fail an assist check for diplomacy, so the only person who really needs to just roll me. is Ivan. <laughs> Everybody else just automatically assess Ivan and then scram just to see how good it is. Now, can I roll? Because I do feel like rolling and knowing that you can't fail is kind of nice. I mean, go ahead and roll <laughs> if you want to. Alright, so how much did you guys make on that first one? And you said the DC went up by 5 altogether? Yes. So it's a DC... I mean, basically just and, subtract your total by five, and that should probably be easier, more easily translated. Right. Yeah, so we went below 30, so that was 1,200. Okay. Next one is uh, 37. Um, and everyone assists. Yeah, and then, that's gonna, and then add eight to that. Add eight makes it 45, which drops it to 40, which gets us 1,400. All right, two down. 35. For the assist. Uh, that's not going to get us above 40, so that's, uh, 1,300. Okay. Ooh. Oh. And that's not going to get us above 30, so that's another 1,200. Okay. One more. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> natural God, one, damn. natural two. Oh, speaking of natural two. <laughs> that's all right. Okay. So what was that last one? The last one was, like, not above a 30. I think it's 1,200, right? Yeah, yeah twelve hundred. So you guys got twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, thirteen hundred, and then all twelve hundreds after that. Yep. So all told, we are each getting one thousand two hundred and sixty gold right now. There you go. Once we get our infamy up to forty, it's gonna get, we're gonna get a plus five bonus on checks to sell plunder. <laughs> oh, why didn't we just do that first? Because you're fools. <laughs> How do we farm infamy efficiently? Well, you can only do um, it one day at a time. Yep. No, and well, then yep. wouldn't we be doing it simultaneously to the plunder checks? Because we just spent five days doing plunder. The primary roller for the uh, plunder checks can assist on the infamy and vice versa, but otherwise, you guys can do it. So, I mean, you all assisted on the on the plunder. So, like, just t scram is the only person who can't roll on these. So, just pick pick one person to do the the infamy and scram can assist and we'll just I'll, I'll make sure i do that correct in the future because right. the um, idea is scrams out all day tr like selling selling plunder and then probably like leon or devoth are like jumping to the tavern to tavern all day and the rest drunk, of you guys skirting their <laughs> responsibilities like, <laughs> and like and then like the other three of you are just kind of hopping between those two being like yeah buy our plunder yeah like our infamy <laughs> like yeah give like me a and beer. subscribe to our infamy please 
Oh, jeez. I'm trying to fit what the DC is for infamy here. It's uh, 15 plus party level times 2. So that's what? It's a 36? 37? DC 37? Wow. That's so, what, That's why you want to do that at the lowest level possible. Yeah. <laughs> and for every point of plunder spent, it's a plus 2 on the infamy check. Not doing that. Uh, we can gain up to 5 infamy from a single port. Until you reach a new threshold. What's your, right. what's your current total? Our current total is 29, so we need one more to go up to the next threshold. Right, so you could gain six from Port Peril while you're here. Okay. All right, so who's All making right. those rolls? I assume um, it's either Devoth or Leon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cheryl, what's your Intimidate check? <laughs> Am I Intimidating? I never know. Oh, no, I'm not. Four. All right, then, then let's do Leon's Diplomacy, because that'll be better able to be assisting yeah so let me use my perform oratory oh sorry sorry hold on hold on infamy has to be done with either bluff perform or intimidate yeah i can do perform oratory oratory. right but i'm saying for assisting purposes uh it might be better to do intimidate bluff intimidate or bluff but my intimidate is a 21 well if you're worried about assisting my intimidate is a two my bluff is a negative one but I think it's probably smarter to go with whoever the main roller's better ap- attribute is. All right. I'll yeah. still assist with a negative one if I have to. Yeah, everybody can right. get to ten. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 have Devoth do the main thing, and we'll do Intimidate. All right. Do it. I mean, I just rolled a two, but that's even with the assist, I cannot get to 37 with that. All right. So day one didn't work out. Nope. Day two. Jesus. Yikes. So day two didn't work out. How about day three? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh no, your curse is gone to me. I can't roll higher than a five. <laughs> Alright, day four. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, wait. Do you not want all your assists? Yeah. Cheryl's not doing it either. Yeah, I'm in. But uh, I'm literally like it doesn't matter. I oh, need to roll matter. it I need to get at least like a thirty three oh, right, for your right. assists to matter. Oh. So yeah, you're the worst. <sighs> didn't get it on any of them because I didn't roll higher than a six on God. five rolls. Well, that was only day four, right? No, I just Did I just rolled day it? five and nope. rolled the exact same thing as day four. Oh my God! Uh, Devoth spends most of his time just telling everybody how much of a dick uh, Sadak Goldtooth is. <laughs> instead of I seriously rolled I rolled two five three six six. Wow! Like, come on. Uh, so you spent. Five days selling plunder and uh, failing your infamy. Uh, did you have anything else planned for those five days, or it was just kind of like... Well, we wanted to find some more information on uh, Skaggs, see if we can get a lead on where he might be. So to find Skaggs' rock room, uh, you guys basically just need to make diplomacy checks to gather information. And this is something that everybody can do on their own, or you can all assist one person. It's up to you. I'm feeling ballsy. I'm going to assist Cheryl. What was the check? <laughs> it's diplomacy. Okay, yeah. I'm going to do I'm going to roll my own. And each person attempting this on their own is going it's going to cost you 2d20 gold pieces in bribes to get people to talk. Wait, 2d20? <laughs> Didn't we I just make like Cheryl? He's not going to do this. Yeah, we just made a whole lot of money, so. All right, I'm I'm going for it. Ooh. Joe, you can add plus 2 to your score. Plus 2, huh? Nice. Yep. 
29. All right, so let me hear some uh, 29. Anybody else doing it on their own? Yeah, uh, 38. Anybody else? Nope, Devoth is, you know, talking up in bars not very well and scram oh. selling stuff. So. Yeah, that's true. It, it, the, <laughs> the amount of tasks you guys can do is dwindling. So Cheryl, you lose eight gold pieces. And Leon, use, uh, you lose 25. Cheryl and Ivan don't really get any promising leads. It would appear that either people don't want to talk about this guy just because he's affiliated with Barnabas Harrigan, who probably wants him dead, or like he's just like he like disappeared off the face of the earth. You're not sure. But Leon, uh, you're 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 hitting the beat, and after a few hours of getting some leads, dead ends, and doubling back you eventually find a uh an older looking gentleman who's got a peg leg and uh he he kind of like tilts his head when he hears you uh talking about skaggs rockerum and he says did you say skaggs rockerum i did no did i know him yes i'll crouch down next to the old man i'd love to hear some more what do you want to know where are you at isn't that the question? Nobody seems to know right now. Looky here, mate. I know all about Skaggs Rotgram and his ship, the devilish Duchess. Fell afoul of the curse of Dagon's jaws, he did. Or so everyone says. But see here, the curse of Dagon's jaws is a bucket of Sohagen piss. The problem is, ain't too many know how to navigate them. They're red isles, matey. Iron heavy. They'll kick your compass off a little. Yellowbacks get scared when their needles start twitching. They head for landmarks. Problem is, there ain't none except by traveling between the two aisles. There's a quarter mile straight between them called Dagon's Gullet. Why? Because it swallows ships, that's why. It's all sargasso and shoals. Those trying to shoot the gullet usually end up grounding out on the rocks. Bet there's a dozen ships at the bottom of that channel. I'd also bet the devilish Duchess ain't one of them. Skaggs, you aren't fooled by old legends. He knew what he was doing when he headed that way. Knew that if someone were chasing him, the Jaws be the best bet to escape pursuit. If Skaggs ain't back yet, I'd wager that's his own doing. That man's got a talent for dodging Besmer's last kiss, he does. I'm sure he's still kicking somewhere on that rock. Thank you for that information. Uh, I'm going to give him some extra gold. Ah, thank you. I'll hand him, uh... I'm going to bring the total up to 100. Oh, you made this old sailor so happy you did. Ah, you made me happy as well. Thank you for the information. Spend the gold well, friend. Oh, clap him on the shoulder. Oh, 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 it was very, very hard. I I did it with a knife. (laughs) Give me all your money. I took your money back. (laughs) Give me me my money, old man. This guy stepped to me. <laughs> stepped to me. I'll clap him on the shoulder. Uh, all right, make me a knowledge geography check. Bang, twenty-five. You've heard of Dagon's Jaws, and the uh, the the legend behind it of it swallowing ships is definitely it definitely uh, matches this old man's description of the place. Uh, and you know that it's located just south of Motaku Island. Ah. Meanwhile, let's go back to Devoth for a moment, because he's just finishing up his uh, his last day of failed infamy checks. 
so you end your last day and like it's just pretty pretty much everyone's just like yeah uh, thanks again uh captain devoth come back anytime and everybody's being polite because you're a pirate lord but you don't get the feeling anyone is particularly impressed but uh you do hear a uh a single person clapping from like beyond like uh like a denser part of the crowd and you can't quite see them yet okay i suppose i start making my way over there trying to figure out who's being the asshole so you get over there and you see a female half-orc it is not grok so you see a female half-orc sitting at a at a table against the edge of the bar and she's like kind of like semi-reclined in her chair and she's looking your way and she she's no longer doing that slow condescending clap but you get the feeling that it was definitely directed at you she has bright red hair which stands out okay she's kind of like grinning at you and when she sees you approaching she like kicks a chair out on the other side of the table for you to sit down i'll kind of like plop down unceremoniously and and look at her and be like do i know you lady she takes a, a swig of her beer and she says, unfortunately, no, I don't think so. But I've been looking for you for a long time, Devoth. I don't think I'm terribly difficult to find. What took you so long? Well, she she chuckles and she says, well, once I got to the shackles, it was pretty easy. But I've been tracking you down for better part of a year at this point. My name's Fonhild. I'm your sister. <laughs> You're like, what now? She says, well, half-sister. We have, we have the same terrible dad. Never met the guy, so I don't really know how you'd know that. She says, trust me, you're not missing much. I spent a fair, fair amount of time around the guy. I'll save you the specifics. Basically, I decided I was getting too big for where I come from, and I decided to go look for somewhere that I belonged. I... I knew that my dad has gotten around, so to speak, and uh, so I borrowed a, I borrowed a shaman, and he pointed me towards Saverton, and that's where I picked up your trail. I met your mom, Lita. Yeah, and what did she have to say about all this? <sighs> you should have heard her, Devoth. She sounded so sad that you were gone, and she missed you so much, but that just came out of her mouth. It didn't come out of her eyes. It was kind of disgusting, if I'm being honest. So, I headed out in the last direction anybody saw you leave after I killed her. You Wait, you did what? She flashes you a grin. She says, you're welcome. I put my hand down on my dagger. I am, yeah, I'm visibly upset at that. She, she sees that and she kind of like furrows her brow. She says, what's wrong? What's wrong is you just told me you killed my mother. She hated you. She kicked you out. She forced you to leave. What do you care? You don't really know what happened at all. And the sheer gall that you have to show up here unannounced out of the blue and to tell me that you killed my mother? Oh, you've got some gall. She looks a little crestfallen and she says, I'm sorry, I thought you'd be happy. I'm assuming you didn't grow up around humans, huh? <laughs> No, I guess that's a fair a fair guess. Yeah, then you don't know the bond a mother and child can actually have. Well, that's not very fair, Devoth. I had a very good relationship with my mother. Uh, Did you kill her too? 
No, my dad killed her, actually. I, I'm sorry, our dad. If she hadn't gotten in the way, he would have killed me instead. Would your mom have done that for you, Devoth? I never gave her the opportunity. She slams back the rest of her, her drink, and she like slams the, the mug on the table. She says, well, fuck. I honestly wasn't expecting uh, meeting you to go this poorly. I wasn't expecting meeting you at all, so I don't know what to tell you now. Well, from the sounds of it, your fortunes have uh, have greatly improved since you left home. Yeah, you could say that. Took me a hell of a lot of trials and tribulations to get here, but I came out on top. Clearly. Well, everybody seems a bit uh, a bit tired of your success, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, it's a bad crowd. I just need to give them some time to, to cool off, and they'll be fine. Look, um... I'm not very good at this. You don't say. Last stretch of my of my life, I've been looking for you, Devoth, because, and I didn't really belong anywhere. And well, maybe you're not very happy with me right now, but you know, I, I wanted to. Uh, when I found you, I, you know, I wanted to, you know, help you out with whatever you were doing. From the sounds of it, you're a pretty successful captain around here. I don't suppose you have room on your ship for another crew member. <laughs> I don't think there's room on my ship for you. If you want to try and do what I did, you're welcome to take a posting with any crew. I'm sure there's any number of ships here looking for people, but there's no space on my boat for you. I think if you gave me a chance, you would not regret it. I already regret not plunging my knife into your eye five minutes ago. Oh. You have no spot on my ship. And Devoth stands up to leave. She shouts back at you. So I guess family doesn't mean anything to you, huh? I turn back to her and says, Family means everything to me, and you are not mine. And he leaves. The last couple lines were were pretty uh were were pretty much shouted uh, across the yeah. the bar. And considering they were shouted to and by a pirate lord, everybody's like, What? Family? Uh so like the whole place is kind of silent as you're storming out of the, the bar. Okay. Uh, all right. So, what's everybody else doing? Staying away from my sister. That's for sure. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll yep, look for make sure I'm far away from family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, it sounds like we're at the end of our week, and everybody's finished their gathering information, their plunder, and their infamy checks. Leon found out what he needed to find out. So. Unless anybody had any other business in Port Peril, I guess you guys are just going to probably meet at the ship. Yeah, I'm, I got nothing else. And Oh, uh, the other, well, the only other business we had while we were in town was to get Sandera sponsored and, and promoted. Right, okay. Although I think Sandera went back to Tidewater Rock, didn't she? Did she come with you guys to Port Peril? I'm Para? positive she followed us because I think we told her... Yeah, we immediately told her we were going to get her promoted oh, when that's we right. got here. So. Yeah, so it'd probably be pretty silly for her to be like, all right, time to go back to Tidewater Rock. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she's been kind of, she's been probably like doing her own thing, probably selling her own plunder. Yep, and, and making sure she had enough to bribe <laughs> Kurdak Bonefist. Oh, no, I, I, I spent the last of my plunder. Devoth, can you uh, can you front me five plunder, please? <laughs> Devoth doesn't even have that to, to front her right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, she, she's got enough for a bribe. Uh you, so you guys all uh, show back up at the uh, the internship, I guess. So I don't I don't know how uh, I don't know what's going through Devoth's head right now, but I imagine everybody would probably come uh, show up at the internship to see Devoth in probably a much worse mood than usual. 
Oh, yeah. Hello, sunshine. Oh. Yeah. Sandera sends her five points of plunder to Kurdak Bonefist. You guys wait about an hour or so after sending out the bribe, and then you hear a call down from the uh, the bottom of the gangplank. It says, Good afternoon, internship. Might I come aboard? She she walks up to the gangplank. She says, she says All right, yeah, come on up. And you see a... Uh, a young man with uh, long brown hair tied back in a ponytail, and he's wearing a, uh, excuse me, he's wearing like a tricorn hat. He's a good looking guy. He also has a friendly little monkey perched on his shoulder. And as soon as he gets up onto the main deck, the monkey hops down. And he's like, just, he just like starts climbing up in the, in the yard of the, of the ship. Um, so Leon, you recognize this guy as Kyrian Sweetleep, Kyrian Sweetlips Vorthine. You know that he is the bosun uh, under Kurdak Bonefist. He's well known for his uh, his musical performances, and you actually see like uh, he's got like a little holster at his belt, and you can see a flute. You know that he's uh, he's famously uh, famously talented with with that flute. Ah, your sweet lips. I recognize that flute and that face. He flashes you a smile. He says, "The very same." Nice to finally meet you, uh, Leon of the Mascador. I'll give him a nice big bow. He re- he returns the bow. He's like being very uh, he's 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 got some showmanship, and then he turns to Sandera, and he says, "I understand that you'll be taking the next step in your piratical career, and becoming a free captain. Congratulations!" And Sandera, like she seemed like she was expecting some sort of like resistance or test, and she's just like. Oh, uh, yes, thank you very much. Happy to be moving up uh, on my internship. Well, there's no, uh, there's little contention here as uh, the reputation of the mighty Devoth Sharksbane's song cleaver. And if, you, uh, if you're here officially vouching for this uh, Sandara, then I guess that's good enough, that's good enough for me. Uh, so he turns to Sandara, he says, so welcome aboard, Sandara. Welcome to the ranks of the free captains. And he, uh, and he, he holds his hand out and he hands her a rolled up parchment. You can all make an assumption that it's the uh, letter of Mark that Devoth received after passing his tests under Goldtooth. She takes it and he just kind of like, he like gives a little round of applause. Devoth will kind of like lead like a cheer of congratulations as well from the crew. Congratulatory cheers. Yes, indeed. And Sandara's, she's like grinning ear to ear. She's like, she's like holding the paper. She hasn't unrolled it yet. She's like looking around all of you. And it looks like she can't really believe that this is actually happening. So, yeah. So Kyrian Sweet Lips says, well, if that's all I can do for you all today, uh, I'll, I bid you adieu and may our paths cross again. And he uh, he whips out his flute, gives it a little flourish and just like a little doodle before uh, and kind of like plays himself off. Uh, uh, before he, <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take these eyes for a little bit of a spin here. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at them. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a look up and down. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I know that you meant your arcane eyes, but out of context, <laughs> I'm gonna give these eyes a little spin, and I'm gonna look at them. Yeah, it was rub my eyes down. You're talking about. <laughs> It was, it was really funny to me. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, so what? Tell tell me exactly what arcane uh, arcane sight 
lets you do. Like you, you automatically know all the magical auras in the area within 120 feet, right? Right, right. And I believe you still need to make like spellcraft checks to identify the like the school and specific spell of any magical auras. Correct. Uh, yes, I would need to roll spellcrafts to identify them. Okay. Well, you know, he doesn't have anything on him that's, like, all that difficult to identify. So, I'll just tell you that his, uh, let's see, so he's wearing a plus one chain shirt. He's got a plus one buckler, uh, strung to his, uh, his left arm. And he's got a whip rolled up at his belt that's, uh, plus one. And he's got a plus one cloak of resistance. And you can see, I guess you'd, you'd probably see the auras, like, if it's like a scroll, it's like rolled up and it's still on his possession. Uh, so you see that he's got a scroll of mirror image and a wand of cure light wounds. Nice. Uh, I, I kind of tap Devoth and I go, uh, we could take him. I just kind of give him a look and just like, dude, just shut up. <laughs> Scram kind of laughs. Okay, so Scram's just kind of taking it upon himself to to weigh every potential opponent he comes across because <laughs> yeah, that's kind there's of really picking on Leon's boyfriend. Okay, Leon's <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> not happy about that. You also, and I'm sorry, you also see one other aura of a uh, a whip feather token. It's a it's a feather that's kind of struck in his uh, stuck in his tricorn hat. You know that he can just activate it as a standard action, and it turns into a a whip with the dancing weapon property, so it can just attack people on its own. I will say that uh, this spell kind of still forces me to focus on like only one thing at a time. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, but it's mostly because you didn't really do anything to interact with him during that whole exchange, like. I'm just kind of imagining while he's he's doing his thing and everybody else is responding. Scram's just like, okay, plus one change shirt, plus one buckler. <laughs> Scram's just taking inventory. Yeah. Once he's gone, Sandera, like, I don't know if Devoth would expect this, uh, especially since he's probably not fully in his own head at the moment. But she, Sandera, like, just turns to Devoth and just gives him like a huge hug. Um, yeah, Devoth would definitely be a little shocked by that, like. You know, the classic, like, the arms are kind of, like, outstretched, but not really, like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, just pat, pat, pat. <laughs> she goes, I she says, I promise I won't let you down. I'll be the best free captain that anyone's ever seen, probably except for you, but uh, I'll, I'll make... I give her a grin, like, <laughs> good memory. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'll make, I'll make sure you don't regret making me a, a free captain, and everybody will... There'll, there'll be no doubts on your judgment as uh, who you sponsored as a free captain today. I know you will. You're a good captain, Sandera, and you're going to do great. Well, now that that's done, um, I'll uh, let Sandera get her, I assume, she's going to have a night of celebration, and uh, I'll gather their, I'll gather my crew on the Mascador, and yeah, what do you guys think? Should we uh, head to was it Dagon's Jaws and... Hunt, see if we can find uh, Skaggs. I don't know. That sounds kind of dangerous. Is there partying or that, or what are my options? I mean, your options are swimming back to Shark Bane Island or <laughs> coming with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, let's go with Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
are you making any stops on the way to uh, fish for infamy, or are you just making a beeline for Dagon's Jaws? What about um, fish? Yeah. <laughs> what about fishing villages? Oh, yeah, so let's do some tasty. villages. We can hit up Quint for a couple of days. That's kind of sort of on the way. Sure. Okay. It's probably not like the ideal fastest route, but we can. it's not that far out of the way, so we might as well. Do we want to book it for this guy and get this done? Just I, I worry about that bounty on him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, that's probably right. We can always just like dump some time after this. Like, let's get the let's get the time sensitive thing done first. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll head uh, we'll head straight for Dagon's Jaws. Okay. So it'll be about a two day sail to Dagon's Jaws. Sail. Uh, does Scram know where we're going? Probably. Isn't he yeah. driving the ship? It's kind of like he's kind of like itching right now. He's like, uh, Dagon's Isle. Um, <laughs> So, oh, who's driving the boat now that Lemon's not on the boat anymore? I figure Devoth probably just driving at this point. Leon, with your uh, with your knowledge check, uh, if you uh, were so inclined, you could probably reassure Scram that the name Dagon's Jaws is, from what you know, mostly coincidental. Okay. You you haven't heard of any direct affiliation with the demon lord Dagon. Scram, have you approached me at all about the spookiness, your un- your discomfort? Uh no, but like you might see like uh Scram's like working pace like uh I'm probably working on the mask like but like every now and again I just need to like stop and like, you know, go go pace around on deck for like a minute or two. I'm going to leave it up to the dice. I'm going to do the perform oratory in place of a sense motive. So I'll sense motive. I'm going to sense Scram's motive. See how he's feeling. Sure. On the inside. I got a 23. Not very good. I rolled a 3. Tom, if you think Scram is really wearing it on your sleeve and you think a 23 would pass, let me know. Yeah, okay. it's. I don't think it would be that hard to like see something's cool. up. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come up on Scram. I'm like, Scram, buddy, I noticed you're a little worried. It's the claws and where we're going, right? Yeah, uh, I I think this uh, the fact that we're going to a place called Dagon is uh, not not necessarily good for me. Mm. Uh, well, I do think that the name is actually quite coincidental, and it shouldn't be anything you really actually worry about. There's no history of Dagon having any action or any ties to this location but i will i will keep my eyes open as well for you just in case oh well i uh i do appreciate that um it does put my mind at ease i was very uh uncertain about our headings so uh that does help out a little bit leon thank you i'll uh for about five or five minutes or so because i'm sure you're busy i'll talk a little bit about what i do know about the island maybe some of the aminals and stuff just a little like get your mind off of things and make it seem like turn i'm turning on the hallway light for you let you see nothing too spooky and then i'll i'll get out of your hair and i don't know yeah we're not we're not (laughs) hunting down hermit crabs anymore i'm sorry leon oh fuck i don't want to do that anymore (laughs) I like to fight people for a while. Uh, sorry, I will say like my my assess my assumption is like this place is called Dagon's Jaws. Like, 
a flaming sulfur pit would be called like Satan's asshole or something. It's not actually uh, like yeah. It's not actually like blessed by the satanic cult and like have anything to do with that. It's just something people named it because it's a shitty place. Yeah, and, and, and over there, like, yep, you just keep thinking that. Yep, yep, <laughs> like Greenland. Yep, it does have a spooky yeah. uh, sort of reputation, as that old man said. That sh- it's kind of like the. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle, the shackles, where ships tend to go missing when they go there. But according to that man, it's because the islands are iron heavy, so they throw compasses off, and the the islands just have a naturally hazardous, a naturally hazardous uh, geography to them. Uh, that just it all just kind of lines up to be like the worst, uh, like the worst case scenario for your typical sailor going through there. Now, I'd like to stress that for Devoth, actually, because I don't, I didn't really like say I talked to Devoth. So I'm gonna just mention now I have a conversation with Devoth, and and I do stress the dangers of approaching this this uh, island. Okay. Now I heard uh, Andrew say that Leon was kind of telling Scram about like the the critters that can be found on those islands, and I actually happen to have that information here. Uh, <laughs> ah, let's go. So, so you know that so Dagon's jaws can uh is made up of like three geographical locales. First, you've got Big Jaw, which is the larger of the two islands and is the westernmost island. Uh, it's covered by relatively dense jungle. There's a few small streams on there, and there are some tropical birds, some bad-tempered monkeys, some snakes, and insects. Uh, then there's Little Jaw, which is pretty rocky, uh, doesn't, and the only thing that really grows on there is some hardy yellow grass. But and uh, between them lies Dagon's Gullet, which is a stretch of of water, which is notorious for being like the hazard that sinks ships. the The term "shooting the gullet" refers to going between the islands and getting out the other side unharmed, and that uh, that's what many ships fail to do. Ghost the whip style. <laughs> we'll get on a paddle boat next all out to the, of the ship. Boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as it drives itself. Yeah, alright. <laughs> I don't know how... I mean, that sounds like a great story, right? Yeah. The boss fucking ghost walk shot the gullet. <laughs> ghost walk shot the gullet. So you guys would be approaching from, like, the... The northeastern direction. Uh, how would you like to proceed? Would Leon have known, like, the gullet in between is the particularly dangerous part, but, like, would we be able to just land on either one of the islands without any real problem? Um. So, Little Jaw is very, uh, it is not really inviting for a, like, a, like a, a ship landing there. It's like, it, it's all just, like, sheer cliffs. Looking at it, it would appear that the northern, southern, and western shores of Big Jaw are similarly uh, elevated above sea level, but it looks like there might be a spot to land in the gullet, as luck would have it. Okay. Wow. All right. So that's where we're heading. And I will see if there's a if there's a key here for. I just want to say before we actually get onto this island, I'm doing this entire mission in complete protest. Okay. <laughs> Another fucking what? island. I better not be the one who's character. Well, Devoth's not, not here to claim <laughs> the Dagon's Doesn't jaws. matter. 
every island we ever go to, <laughs> we we lose at minimum one character. <laughs> I think that might be true. So I'm I'm doing this under that protest. Might be true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's even the islands that Devoth needs to conquer. I think it's literally every island no, you guys have any gone island. to. Wow, yeah, like Bone Rack Isle, the very first island. That's where we lost Mast Helmet. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. And then it only gets worse because it's multiple. Yeah, Mancatcher Cove, you lost a whole bunch of NPCs in Mass Shield. Tidewater Rock, you lost Manny. And, well, I I, I guess you can't co- count, like, Motako Island and, and Devil's Arches, where Hell Harbor is. But, like, yeah, like these tiny islands that you guys go exploring on. Yep. And then, yeah, who can forget Island of Empty Eyes? Yeah. So, let's see if we can break the mold, boys. As you're sailing closer to Dagon's Jaws, uh, you do notice that your compass is starting to get thrown off a bit. And any profession sailor checks that you make near these islands are going to take a minus four penalty. Okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the island itself, like Big Jaws, like about a mile long. Okay. That, that sounds, based on all the information I'm seeing, that, that seems like a accurate enough call all right so yeah we're we're aiming for the beach on big jaw or wherever there's like a a, a, a viable looking landing spot yeah that's now are we at all concerned about doing this under the cover of stealth because we do have to find a guy right yeah but i'm more concerned about getting there in the first place than trying to get there stealthily like if we tried doing okay. this at night there's no way we'd be able to see i see i got gotcha. like, <laughs> all these like iron heavy right. reefs and cliffs and stuff that are right under the water and he was marooned by himself right he well no he's so not mar- he's not marooned as far as we know like this is just where he's hiding out we think but do we think he's hiding out solo or like he no so we think he has like a crew with him according yeah, like, from from the information that leon got he had like a whole ship like he's he's got his own ship now and this oh. is where he's hiding out huh. well, do we see the ship according to leon's uh, uh, the account that the old man gave to Leon, he had his ship, the Devilish Duchess, that he brought here. You don't immediately see the ship, but it's also not, like, exactly crystal clear visibility. Like, there's a little bit of fog going on. There's a lot of, like, overhanging trees reaching into the gullet that are obscuring your vision. There's some, like, big, like, spire-like islands like not big islands, but like like narrow little like spire like islands like sprouting out in like the middle of the gullet. So it it's it's not super easy to you can't really see like all the way through. Uh okay, so if you guys are sailing in between the islands, give me a profession sailor check at a minus four penalty. Can I inspire competence on that? Uh if you can inspire competence and give me um if you want to spend Five rounds of performance inspiring competence, then yes. I'll do it. Okay. Sweet. Oh my god. And I uh I was assisting. The so that's a plus two for me, dogs. Okay. And a plus two for me, dogs. <laughs> so that's a thirty before the penalty, and I'm can I uh do my inspiration as well, the gallant inspiration? Nope. That's why I made Leon spend five rounds of inspire, because it is not an instantaneous thing that the role is based on so that's a 28 okay fortunately that role is high enough to navigate through the gullet without 
uh, running aground anywhere. And you can see in a lot of a lot of places as you pass them that there's a lot of uh, hidden reefs all over this place. But if you're heading to the beach uh, halfway down Big Jaw, then you reach there. You reach it with uh, with little problems. Uh, one hiccup, though, it is certainly not big enough to accommodate a sailing ship, and there are some very strong currents going through this channel. So the ship would not be able to just hang out in the gullet while you guys explore the island. So you could essentially, like, drop yourselves off here, and then the ship would have to continue on and then come pick you up when you're ready to get back. Or, like, if you had some other means to get back on the ship without it coming to get you. But you can't just... Like a dimension Yeah, you door. can't just dock the ship at the at the beach. Okay. This is one of those times where, like, we need, we need like, a, a miniaturization spell just shrink the ship down and like put it in our pocket and then just like throw it back out there. We need a pokeball for the ship. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So here's the question. Uh are you okay with that? And if you are, who are you leaving in charge of the ship while you're gone? All right. Well, looking down the list here, you're losing all of your talented sailors. I know. I'm just looking through like the only the people that are left to like the named people. Mm-hmm. Because Lemon's not there anymore. Uh, Cheryl and Scram are obviously coming with us. Aaron Ivy's not there anymore. <laughs> I think you got um, Price Chapman. Yeah, we got Price, we got Feeks, we got Croup. And Gifford Tibbs and Jack Scrimshaw and Ratline. All right. Um, uh, well, so I, I, I suppose it'd be fair to give you... Because uh, like, like, these are your crew members, so you've seen them working. So right. let me just go really quick. Um, I'd say I'll, I'll give you an estimation. Uh, so Croup has a profession sailor check under 10, but over 5. Uh, Price Chapman, he also has a profession sailor check under 10, but above 5. And then there's Feeks. Uh, same deal. Under 10, below 5. Or under 10, above 5. Yeah. Right. What about like the three people that have been like with us since the worm one? We had the like, Giffer Tibbs and Jack Scrimshaw and Ratline Ratsberger. Jack Scrimshaw between five and ten. Ratline he's got a nice even ten. And who else? Giffer? Yeah. Ooh, Giffer Tibbs. Above ten. Alright, Giffer, you have the helm. Aye aye, Captain. Uh Giffer Tibbs is a gnome, by the way. Aye aye, Captain. I assume she just like <laughs> she's just like got her feet planted on the bottom of the wheel and the hands on top and she just spins with it. <laughs> oh, see, I, I went the other way. She stands on top of it and just walks to turn it. <laughs> she might, she might also like use her profession checks to give out orders to somebody else who actually has the helm and like direct everything. Uh, like maybe put well, Ratline's no better, but maybe put uh. Like Price Chapman at the helm, and like she herself would like just make sure what needs to be done gets done. All right, so yeah, Gifford Tibbs has the helm while we go ashore in a longboat. Okay, so it's uh, I, I'll I'll let her know that just like you know stay stay nearby, and we will uh, or I'll tell her to like once she gets through the gullet, 
like stick by like relatively close to the southern end of the island unless there's like you know cannon fire or siege weapons getting fired on her or something like that okay and stick near there so we can just kind of go to that southern point of the island and just like dimension door back to the ship okay and she says we'll do captain and i'm sure if there's any complications uh she looks over at ivan she says your first mate can probably come find us all by himself so it is uh it's a pretty rough landing there's a lot of obstacles that you still need to row yourselves around and the the current is very uh is very strong but you get there you land at the beach and i say beach generously uh the waves have gnawed like broken glass on it (laughs) the waves have gnawed great chunks from the earth that edges the shoreline along this rocky beach from the water the land slopes gradually upward into a series of rocky escarpments beyond the train continues its ascent through tangles of dense brush toward the highest point of the island a game trail leads up into the jungle from the beach itself while fragments of what appear to have once been a ship's longboat lies strewn among the rocks along the shore. Oh, and as you're as you're approaching the beach, uh, you do notice a collection of corpses that are just kind of bobbing in the water, and the current is kind. Of, the waves are just kind of like like nudging them uh, against the uh, the rocky beach, and they're all just like lying face oh. down. Soup corpses, huh? That's a nice touch. <laughs> yeah, did I mention the corpses? Uh, yeah, there's corpses. <laughs> uh, Devoth would, like, once we get the ship on, or get the boat onto the beach, just kind of walk over and nudge the corpses with his foot, just be like, you guys actually dead, or are you just, like, being dumb? <laughs> make, I, that's a question make sure you should ask yourself. <laughs> More to make sure they're not, like... Stupid little like undead things waiting to to pop up at us too. Like, yeah, you better kill Devoth, them just to be sure. No, Devoth has extensive experience, <laughs> so with dead bodies trying to kill him. So you're you're nudging them with your foot. You said, yeah. Okay. So Devoth nudges uh, one of the corpses with his feet, and he's like, "Hey, you dead? Are you undead?" And the corpse reaches out with an undead claw and tries to grab what? Devoth's foot. I jump back like, oh, god damn it, I knew it. <laughs> oh, not so fast. CMB versus your flat-footed CMD. Oh, wait, this thing really My bad, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you and you guys Yeah, we all made me. fun of you. For, for, <laughs> to be I, fair, you did kind of just go poke it anyway. <laughs> you do deserve this. So that's a that's a five. We haven't been on this island one goddamn <laughs> second, okay? You know you're in trouble when Axel says, uh, and what body part did you just use? Yeah. Oh, it'd be so funny if this dead corpse wasn't really a dead corpse. Because it's not a dead corpse. So yeah, Devoth like, just jumps back as this thing reaches for him and be like, oh, what the hell? I knew it. And he pulls out Everybody chair. roll initiative. Okay, Devoth. Initiative. Six. Okay, Scram. 12. Okay, Leon. 26. Ooh. Cheryl. Nice. 14. And Ivan. 16. All right, so first up is Leon. Go. So I am going to pull out my rod. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to pull it out. Real slow, too. And I mean that because uh, I forgot I'm cursed because of my I'm an oracle. 
my curse is haunted, so it actually takes me a standard action to pull items out as opposed to a oh. move ah. action. That's true. So I'm just going to use my turn whipping my rod out. You can start um, Inspired Courage as a move action now. You're that's also level. true. Oh, that's pretty spicy. Thank you, Matt. I didn't know that. I, I'm i going to do that as well. Just keep in mind, you've already used up five rounds. That's that's fine. I got tons of them. Okay. Uh, then next up is Ivan. I'm going to charge this guy and turn into a tiger. Okay. Uh, the bite's a 24 to hit. That hits. Oh, what are these things, by the way? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, give me a knowledge religion check. I meant to ask that on my turn. Do you mind if I do the roll? No, yeah, go ahead. Oh, Anybody who yay. wants to can make a knowledge religion check. Uh, but oh, let's no. uh, let's let let's have Nick uh, finish his turn first. Of course, of course. Well, right. hold on. I might want to hear what the knowledge. Well, is you're right. busy attacking while they're busy thinking. So go ahead. He's attacking something he can't identify. <laughs> can you identify it, Ivan? Oh, uh, what was it? Knowledge religion? Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Hold on, I can try this. Oh nope. no! <laughs> I tried. Yeah. Also, just just a note. I rolled a sixteen. Leon rolled a natural one and still beat me by seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, a yeah. red twenty three looks uh, funny. <laughs> it looks really funny next to the green twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a natural twenty and it's a twenty seven. Like, Damn, Leon! It's that bard knowledge, well. baby. He's a smart it's boy. Knowledge. It used to be diplomacy, but scram. Scram's a diplomacy boy now, so yeah, I'm gonna stick with the knowledges and the keeping all your dumbasses alive. <laughs> okay, so yep, yep. So Ivan, <laughs> you have hit it with your first attack. Yep, and that does 24 damage, three lightning, eight. Or I'm sorry, it does 24 damage from the bite, and then three lightning damage and five acid damage. You obliterate it. Nice. Oh, okay. Don't forget, case, uh, um, you're getting plus two from my two attack and damage rolls. Yeah, it's your uh, only hope. I think that's factored in. Cause yeah, I you have a buff. Off. You should have just oh, every, t- oh, toggled I did. it on. I did. Um, you're still within reach of two other enemies. Yep. Let's uh, let's go for this guy next. Okay. Uh, that's a 27 on the first claw. That hits. And 20... Plus three and three on the energy. You tear him to shreds. Something's going to pop out of the water. Let's... Stop killing my babies. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I feel like I'm just playing with them. So I'm going to kind of <laughs> bend over backwards and try and paw this one. <laughs> the second claw is a 25 hit for 19 damage and... Six lightning damage, oh, <laughs> five acid damage. You kill it. I'm starting to get nervous. They're dying too <laughs> easy, folks. He's either he's either what he's either masterfully here? fucking with All us, right. or now that I've murdered three of these things, what are they? <laughs> yeah, what are <laughs> these All right. things? All right, so both what were those? so so Cheryl, Devoth, and Leon. All identify these creatures as Lacedons. Uh, Lacedons. Dinosaurs. Lacedons are uh, aquatic ghouls. Oh, uh, cool, dude. You remember, you remember fighting ghouls on Bone Rack Isle when you first got uh, when you when you first uh, got shipwrecked with Mister Plug and Master Scourge. So you know that they're 
natural attacks. They have a bite and two claws. They cause paralysis, and their their bite comes with a disease, ghoul fever. Oh, I, that's just sucks. You basically, uh, you basically know their whole stat block because you know they're they're very they're very common as far as undead go. Uh, there's not much to them. Like their their lowest save is fort and, and reflex are both uh, very low. They have a plus two to their will save to resist uh, channeled energy. They have bones, right? They got bones. Can confirm. <laughs> shake them. <laughs> so I'm gonna shake them. With that, <laughs> I'm gonna shake them. It is Cheryl's turn. All right, time to shake those bones. <laughs> by 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 learning what they are and then backing up. <laughs> I'll take one large step backwards and I will take out my trusty light runaway crossbow. Boots. Oh. And I will my runaway boots. <laughs> no, I'm not using those yet. I'm gonna You know, you uh, could yep, that one. Just charge that them. one right okay. there. I don't yep. want to be anywhere near this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna light crossbow it. Okay. Ha <sighs> twenty one. That's four damage. So he is not obliterated. You take a five foot step. <laughs> it's not. <obliterated. laughs> you should have put your book on the crossbow, man. Oh, well, it's chain. Chain. I'm only gonna. Yeah, the chain. Get myself hurt. Uh, if you didn't take an actual move action, you should probably use it to reload your crossbow. Oh yeah, I didn't. So I will reload my crossbow. Thank you. I got you. You're gonna obliterate him next turn with that crossbow. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it is the Lacedon's turn. Oh no! <laughs> I just Did they spend their turn the standing up? Uh, they stood up in the surprise round. One, The red one is going to run over to Ivan and... Not the guy who just shot him? All right, all right. <laughs> Blue and green are going to flank Devoth and Devoth, the green, uh, green is going to provoke as it gets in position. I'm still flat-footed, so oh, oh, oh. oh, that was your downfall. Say goodbye to Devoth Songcleaver, folks. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's let's uh, let's start with the one fighting Ivan. That's going to be an 18 to hit. No. All right, then we'll cut to the two flanking Devoth. Double 20s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. 16 to hit versus your flat-footed. Uh, nope. And 17 to hit. You're flat-footed. No. Damn, I thought I had you. Uh, all right, Devoth, <laughs> you're up. I had a better initiative than Scram. Uh, whoops. I skipped Scram. As usual. Sorry, uh, sorry, Tom. Did you? Uh, were you going to do something based on their positioning originally? I mean... <sighs> the ones that were in a line? I don't really want to... <laughs> Uh, I really don't want to waste a spell on like something that's gonna be taken that's, care of by the end of next turn. I was thinking that's this pretty. Thing. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't blessing a fervor because this is a joke. Uh, I, I kind of look around to see if like any other auras like pop up. Uh, oh. you're not. I mean, you're seeing like it's magical auras galore all over your friends with all their magic items. Uh, <laughs> but maybe. you're not seeing any other magical auras, and the the Lacedons don't have magical auras either, because they don't have any active spells affecting them or magic items. Okay. Uh, in that case, I kind of um wait. Cheers on, rah rah! <laughs> yeah. You got this guy. Yeah, you got this. Here we go. 
Okay, good. Well, up next is the Lacedons. They do what they did, and now it's Devoth's turn. So I'm going to full attack. Okay. I'll start with the blue one right in Let front of me. Let me know if you get a natural one. Nope, that's a 22 and a 28. Okay. Uh, do you beat 13 for the damage? Uh, yeah, I just about double it both times. Okay, then you kill green and blue. Though Sweet. I do take nine damage from uh, my vicious. <laughs> I'm doing more damage to me than you're going to do this entire fight. <laughs> we did it, We'll team. see about that. It's Leon's turn. Is the experience from this fight even worth it, everyone? <laughs> I was going to say, I think you should let him live just so we can see if Cheryl can take him down with the crossbow. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, <laughs> I, kind of like get some practicing in. And in character do say, take him down, Cheryl boy. And I'll just continue inspiring competence or courage. Sweet. Courage. Okie dokie. Two, uh, so two creatures are going to emerge from the water and they're going to charge at Ivan and at Devoth. These creatures appear as rotting humanoids with bluish gray skin and blackish unkempt hair. Their eyes are sunken and gray and their hands end in razor sharp talons with blackened nails. They're going to charge Devoth and Ivan. And so Devoth, uh, that's a 20 to hit. Nope. And Ivan, that's a natural 20. Does a 29 confirm. Yep. Okay. So we get a crit card. All right, Devoth, give me the crit card. Sorry, and this is a slashing attack? Yeah. Get you with this crawl. Uh, This is called Delayed Wound. Uh, Normal damage, so non-crit damage, and the target takes bleed damage equal to your normal damage. Oh, wow. Oh, I was thinking the same thing, Alex. (laughs) That's very funny to me. (laughs) All right, so normal damage. Ivan, you're going to take 16 damage. And give me a fortitude and save, s- uh, and I'm going to roll bleed now. 21. Well, oh, I just figured the bleed was going to be like a recurring of whatever he just took as damage. No, I think I'm just rolling. The bleed that I'm rolling each round is equal to his regular damage. All so, right. you, you t- so you're going to take 13 on your turn. Uh, and what was your fort save? 21. Okay, you save versus the disease uh, from its filthy claw. and Filthy. Dirty boy. Dirty, dirty boy. And these things say in common, you will never leave this island alive. And we'll see you next week. And we'll see you next week. God damn it, Nick. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. You got me. So we're right. in another combat. See ya. See ya. Next. See ya. See ya. He has every right to, to say this like a little bitch. Thanks for sticking up for me, Andrew. Hey, you're still being a little bitch, but you have every right to be if that's how you want to handle this, little bitch.